0: To the Cultivate and Keep podcast. Today is a special episode. You have your your main one, Jeremy, right here with my good friends, Corey and Nick. Nick, who? Nick Loudon. Nick Loudon. Nick Loudon. Um. Anyways, this is Cultivate and Keep, where we talk about what it means to be a man as a Christian. Oh, nice and, dude. Um, got it. I got it down, bro. <laughs> um, but we're excited to have Nick on today. We're going to talk through um, the subject and idea of being apathetic. And so we're excited to just kind of dialogue with Nick and kind of pull that apart and kind of see what comes up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple quick uh, housekeeping items. Still working on uh, the slash favorites page. So if you go to cultivateandkeep.com slash favorites. Nick, have you checked out the favorites page? Have it. Uh, have it. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas. I promise I will. I yeah, spent like, we hours. Put your,
2: we put your name on there, bro. I'm It's just tears. You put a bunch. You, you just know, pull it up tears. and it's just me and that's it's it. Just, he's our favorite.
1: No, it's, it's just Nick's Jeremy face. apparently. He's the favorite. So what are you talking about? You d- declared yourself as the favorite. I don't remember that. Mm. I think <laughs> anyway, we have proof. you
0: guys should go check it out. Um, We have a bunch of resources on there. I mean, yeah. Just today I was looking at it and I was like, holy cow. Like, So we're going to keep adding to that. It's
1: going to be kind of a living page always being updated. So if you have any... Ideas or suggestions for us for um, great books, apps, other podcasts, websites, um, courses, programs, uh, things that you just think are helpful for Christian men. Uh, you can email us uh, or you can find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all those things. Find us, find a way to get to us. Um, but I think that's it.
0: Um, Patreon, you want to mention that? Patreon, yeah. Patreon. Go ahead. You, you tell them. Well, we have a total of... One One. (laughs) Patreon uh, support. Dan the man, shout out out to Dan. So if you guys uh, shout out to Foothills. Yeah. If you (laughs) don't know what Patreon is, um, why don't you explain it? Because you did do a great job. Okay, Patreon is just a really uh,
1: Patreon's a really easy way for creators to monetize bonus content. So we have uh, an exclusive podcast feed of uh, life updates, pre rolls with guests, uh, Q and A, kind of special episodes. And um so it's a great way you can if you want those extra episodes you can make a contribution. One dollar, five dollars, twenty five dollars.
0: Skip the f- the small ones, go to the twenty five. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So five dollars yeah. will get you the bonus episodes, one dollar will get you a virtual high five, twenty five dollars will get you on the Hall of Fame page, which right now only Dan Dealing is on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just realize core you have a hole in your pants. That's oh kind of yeah, money. <laughs> it's Money hates these pants. Um anyway, <laughs> I wanted to just reiterate that um We are kind of pushing Patreon. Not our goal isn't to make money on this. I mean, that would be great if that happens. But the real hope right now is basically to just recoup the ongoing cost of keeping this um, podcast going. Um, I've said before, but it's about two hundred bucks a month for me and Corey to um to front right now. So if you um, feel like you want to help support, Patreon is a great way to do that. And again, by supporting, you you get access to extra content. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Ready to
1: to rock. Amazing. So. Why well, don't explain really quick why Nick is with us? Because it's <laughs> a great question. We yeah, why yeah, what, are you here? What are you guys why? doing? We <laughs> we love Nick. Nick has been oh. uh, Jeremy and I's friend for about eight years, and we we all went to Foothills Church together, Foothills School together, um, got to know each other there. We met I think in our sophomore year of high school. I want to say that's when you came to Foothills, yeah. right? Um, but the reason why Nick is with us is because one, he's our great friend, but two he had a great idea for these episodes. So, uh, I mean, w- explain like kind of how this, the Genesis of this.
2: Yeah. Um, Genesis, nice. Biblical hey. reference. Um, and keep. <laughs> a shout out to us. Um, okay. No more <laughs> shout outs. Okay. I think <laughs> I've
1: used all my shout out tokens for the episode. <laughs>
2: yeah, still got the hashtags though. Yeah. Still got hashtags. Hashtag shout out. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, um, I, so I was listening to the podcast. So I was listening to, I think the episode about, turning points we mentioned that earlier mm, that's right um and i was listening to it and was basically just like really like excited about it and i remember i was like cleaning my kitchen and like listening to it in my ears and being like oh yeah and like having all these ideas kind of running through my head while i was like doing the dishes and i was like as soon as it ended i like i at the end you guys were like hey if you guys have like ideas for topics like just let us know i immediately like okay group text and i was just like i had a couple ideas running through my head so this one apathy was like the first one that came to mind um, because I felt like it was just like relevant um, and I felt like I've not only have I like dealt with that myself but like seen that in a lot of like specifically young Christian men which is like the purpose
1: hmm. of this yeah, like podcast. Yeah, yeah, so I mean why do you think that that popped in your head like where did that come from as in like why apathy? I'm just like why do you think that that was just kind of on the front of your mind?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's been something that like has, it's not, I don't want to say it's a theme of my life because that would be a bummer, (laughs) Um, but it's just kind of like a recurring, like I can have like seasons in my life where I'm like, I'm doing tons of stuff and I'm like all in and I'm like growing and learning and X, Y, and Z. And then I always like end up falling back into a season of like, just what's the easiest thing Hmm. and like, am I getting by? Am I getting what I need? And that's it. Great. Got it. And I'm very like, it's easy for me to want, really, really want comfort and that's it. And so I felt, (laughs) it's kind of like, I realized now, okay, it's a little bit like, I just had a personal, like, I felt like this was something that I was struggling with. So I feel like other people should hear about it. I
1: mean, totally. I I mean, I've dealt with that. I don't know if you have, Jeremy, but there's always like, the path of least resistance is always the Mm -hmm. most appealing. And like, it's easy to not care and it's easy to kind of like shut off and shut down and when you first mentioned it, that was kind of the one, the first things that ran through my head was, I think especially for us, like we know each other, um, like we met in high school, but I think the high school time especially is when like you're going through puberty and like you're growing up and you're learning who you are. And a lot of times that just results in like shutting down emotionally. Yeah. And like, you just kind of like hide who you are. Like you're not sure who, who you are, who your friends are, how to act, what to say, um like what to reveal about yourself and apathy is kind of like this um it's like this safe place where you can just go and hide from everyone else and like therefore you're safe um but i don't know if that's just my experience what have you what are your thoughts on it
0: yeah i think that um i I feel like oftentimes that's kind of where at least for like high school or high school boys like that for me thinking it's probably when it like started being in high school it's kind of like you're saying that you have these thoughts, you have these feelings, but almost as if, like, everyone else is too cool to talk about it or think about it, whatever it is. And so you just, like, have to go along with that. And I think, like, post high school, you know, by more college, you know, young adult life, um, I feel like you kind of enter back into that season of having more questions or more, like, things you want to explore in your mind. But for me, I kind of feel like, oh, like, well, all my friends are already, like, you know, grown up and, like, they already know all this stuff, so I can't, you know, talk about these issues or whatever. And so you kind of just fall back into this mindset of almost, like, not caring or, like, you know, it's easy to kind of pretend, like, it's okay, whatever. So um, I, I don't think it's, like, a personal, like, selfish thing that Nick wants to talk about. I think no. um, I think it's really underrated. Like, it's definitely an issue um, that we don't talk about. Uh, when I was going through the notes for today, I was thinking to myself, like, wow, like, yeah, this is definitely relevant. And like, it's a bigger like, issue. Like, I need to think about like it more often. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and before we go too far in i wanted to i'm glad that i think Nikki read it down but like what does apathy really even mean um but you put it on a couple quick definitions so it's the absence or suppression of passion emotion or excitement it's a lack of interest in or concern for things that others find moving or, or exciting um it's also could be synonymous with like stoicism or freedom of emotion uh, but i think especially in the context that we're using it we're talking about apathy as in like a more like an attitude or like a kind of I don't care like persona that you put on almost right
2: Mm -hmm. yeah like a mentality and like it's funny because when I when I like was looking okay what is the definition and like what you know what is the first thing I even think of when I when I think of apathy because originally you know I had the thought and I texted you guys but when I sat down to like really think about okay what like what's important to me about Mm. this topic my first thought was like I thought to when I was in high school and I was like with the basketball team, like hanging out and they're like talking about something. They're like, I don't care. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care about anything either. Like that's almost like, it's cool to be like lackluster and like just not care about stuff. And like, it's almost like, like it's like a pride issue of like, I'm, I'm not willing to care about something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, uh, especially, I mean, especially you, you came in, your, your situation was a little unique because, Uh, you came into Foothills in your sophomore year Mm -hmm. and you really only knew two people. (laughs) And so then you were all of a sudden like, you know, basically the first couple of weeks of high school, right? Now you're joining the basketball team and you have to make new friends and join a new team. And like, I mean, obviously like you're only going to go through that experience once, but that could also translate to so many different situations of like new work or new friends or new city or new family. And like just immediately you feel like you have to, um, you have to fit in, and like, mm-hmm. especially for basketball, maybe or maybe it's even sports in general. But like, no one cares, and like, it's just sort of like a thing mm-hmm. of like, I don't care what about anyone else; I only care about me. And like, I don't, it's funny that I only do things that are easy, and it's funny that like yeah. I have bad grades, and it's like normal. You know what I mean? But like, just sort of like the culture of it.
2: Yeah, it's like when you're like in that developmental high school, college age, it's like. The most important thing is like, I mean, a lot of us, for a lot of us, the most important thing is acceptance. Oh yeah. And like being accepted either by a group or a specific person or authority. And so we go into situations and we're willing to change our attitude to reflect the other person's Mm -hmm. attitude. And that's kind of how I ended up like with, like, for example, the basketball team feeling like, Oh, like I don't care about stuff. Right. Because that was the attitude they took on. And I felt like I had to mimic that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's
0: a good point thinking about like that's the season of that we are developing and kind of training our mind to to think certain ways. Um, and like our first opportunity that we get, uh, you know, as we're developing the first time it comes up, you know, we're almost being trained to like, to kind of lean back and think, Oh, like it's cool to not care or whatever. And so that's our first time that kind of frames our mindset. And then, you know, think about, you know, five, six years later, post high school, um, where it's time to make big decisions and really think through some like big, you know, like life altering subjects. Like, we're trained to just not care. We're trained to kind of pretend like we don't care, you know? So I think it's, I think that's interesting.
1: Yeah. And one of the other things I thought about when you wrote down, when you talked about that was how I think as boys, but again, in me- as being a man in any other situation that you're in being emotional or just being vulnerable or like, just like letting your personality kind of mm-hmm. like show from the get go is like a huge liability. And When I was thinking about it, I mean, so I've shared a little bit about kind of my growth and my testimony a bit, I think, in our testimonies episode. But I talked about how, like, back in high school, especially, like, in the early days, I was super shy, super, like, didn't want to talk to people, didn't have many friends, like, didn't want to kind of, like, show who I really was. And I had, had, like, a lot of kind of, like... I hate using like self-esteem issues, but it really was kind of like a, I didn't know who it was. Therefore I was scared to show who I was. And for a lot of people showing emotion or being who you are is a liability because you can be rejected for it or you can be made fun for it or you can be, uh, it can be used against you and just kind of like, you don't want to be that guy or like, you don't want to be like the butt of the joke or whatever it is. And, um, and so the default, like the, kind of safe place that you go to is just to not care and to be like everyone else, because then there are, there is no risk and you yeah. can just kind of coast and kind of fly by without having to worry about that.
2: Yeah. It's like fear, like fear keeps you in a box kind of. Um, and a lot of times that results in apathies, I think specifically in men yeah, more than like in women. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Well, so I agree. I think it is specifically in men, but why do you think it's, definitely men like more than women maybe well like the whole apathy issue
0: i don't know well i i I this kind of brings up a point i wanted to talk about so we talked about apathy like in this context um being like an attitude and so there's like attitude or apathy towards like people or towards like um like objects or things in our life you Mm -hmm. know and i think for men it's definitely easier to be apathetic um, or it's not caring towards like stuff And I think when, it, um, and I would say people as well. I mean, just towards people. I think for women, um, it's probably, uh, they're going to be more naturally, I think, compassionate than we are. And I think that's like the opposite Hmm. of apathy. And so they would probably be more inside of, towards like stuff, you know, but for men, so why is, why do we suck at both basically (laughs) is the question. (laughs) Um, Good question. I don't know. I I mean, I think that my first response was when you asked that in my head was thinking about the culture, I guess. And, I was thinking when I was in high school, like what was cool? Well it was cool to not care. Like that was kinda like yeah. what yeah. we did. Just like, oh it yeah, just like, kind I'm ingrained. tough, like whatever. And that was kind of like I keep saying, like that was in, for me like ingrained in my mind just to like not care about stuff. And I think it's because the idea of if I do care, if I show that I'm excited, if I show that um I'm like interested in something and it fails or I fail, um, then I feel like I'm disappointed. But mm. I think if if you have the guard up of I don't care, it's like you can't get hurt and there's nothing that you um that you can risk, you know.
1: Yeah,
2: I think that it's also has a lot to do with like the way that sin plays like a s- how sin actually like manifests itself in people. So like in my mind, like how, how God's created things to be sin, like puts them in, flips it on its head, you know? So like for men, it's like, we are called to, th- to like certain responsibilities and to be certain, like, you know, obviously like providing for others and there's like leadership and there's so many things tied to like what men are called and, meant to do that like apathy in a lot of ways is reflects the opposite of that so mm-hmm. our flesh like kind of defaults to that like not doing what god has called us to do wow so i don't know that's just what came out like why men versus yeah. women where anyway
1: well that's very true because um well quick question have you read wild at heart just curious yeah when i
2: was like 17 so okay
0: I don't think we can not let fresh. people on the podcast unless they've read that book. That's like <laughs> a, that the rule. It's not Chain like it's a it?
1: perfect book either. But the reason why I asked that is because he kind of gets into detail about like what what does it mean to be a man and what makes a man and like what are all the kind of unique characteristics of a man versus a woman. And he talks a lot about how like the destiny of a man is to lead and to be responsible and to provide. And I never, I don't think I would have made that kind of connection, if you hadn't said it, of like apathy is like the the opposite or like the rejection of leadership is the rejection of responsibility. Like mm-hmm. I don't care about leading, you know, you can go wherever you want. I don't care about, you know, providing for you, you can provide for yourself. Or I don't want that responsibility, so I'm not going to put that on myself and I'm just going to blanket myself in that's apathy so that I don't have to feel guilty about not leading or not being responsible or not providing for someone
2: And it's like a, I feel like it's like a rabbit hole apathy is like a rabbit hole sin that Mm -hmm. like you start at being like, Oh, like, okay, I'm denying responsibility. I'm denying leadership. I'm being apathetic and it rabbit holes into like Mm -hmm. other, it manifests itself in, you know, other forms of sin and like how you're treating others and how you're, you know, responding to whatever, you know, I feel like it just kind of like, it brings about other sin too.
1: Yeah, no, that's super interesting. I wanted to also get into, um, well, I think we're we're touching a little bit, but like, what is apathy rooted in? Like,
0: yeah, I was, I was going to ask that.
1: I think it's a good segue, but like, why? Um, like, what's the root cause? Why Why do people get apathetic? I think is what we're trying to get mm-hmm. to.
0: Well, um, so from when I was going through the notes, I was kind of thinking for myself, like, so for me, when I'm apathetic, like, where does that start? And um, I don't know why I keep going back to like high school, but for me, I I thought of the idea of. Um, I when I think of like not caring for something, I think of it as a way of like self protecting myself and um like I just do away with any possible chance that I'm gonna get hurt. And so mm. um I think like for men, like I think of like that stereotypical like picture or idea of like a little boy that's excited about his new toy or his new idea. Dad comes home from work and it's like, Dad, look what I built, dad, look what I found, whatever mm. and you know, dad is too tired to care, right? Or you know, dad just walks away. And I think for again that's like a stereotype, but I think a lot of us have those types of experiences with our fathers. Or I was even thinking about like with friends, like um, like what's the time? Like, we probably all can think about like being excited about something, sharing it with a friend, and that friend like lacking interest. And I think that yeah. more than we We're realize, laughing at you. yeah, and more than yeah, we like it around. can think about, I think that does like hurt. And I think that it causes us to self protect. And I think uh, for men, like an easy way is. Um, Just kind of backing back into that attitude of not caring, and so, what's the root cause? I think for a lot of men, it's that right there. I think it's from hurt that we've experienced, and um, like wanting to self protect protect ourselves.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, so I wrote down like the exact same things. Like, I think for a lot of people, I don't care because I can't afford to be hurt anymore. Like, I. It's always kind of rooted, and again, to make another Wild at Heart reference. He talks about one of the chapters. Um, what's it called? The wound, I think mm-hmm. it is. But he talks about how every man carries with him a wound, and usually the wound is from a father. But I think for everyone, like we're all naturally broken people, we're sinful people, we're, we're fallen, and and we're not, uh, you know, we're kind of a broken version of what we should be, and we carry around this rejection and this hurt, and then when those things do hurt, or then they're used against us, apathy again is like this shield of, like, I'm not going to let anyone see this hurt or this rejection. I'm, I'm just going to, like, shield myself from letting that thing ever happen again. So, like, you know, like, if we're using the, the example of the dad and, you know, maybe you're a boy and he comes home and you want to show him something and he says, no, like, I'm too tired, like, you're going to be very discouraged to do that ever again because you don't want to risk that fear of being rejected again. So
0: the next time you have an idea rather than... Hey dad, look at this. It's uh, no, nah, it's fine. Like not not yeah. a big deal. It's not yeah. that cool.
1: Or like I'm not going to build something. Ever I think
0: again. a big thing is like we don't realize that we're taking on this attitude of not caring. I think it's like an internal mm. thing of like we just we don't even like bother like going after it. whatever it mm-hmm. is that we're excited about. We just don't even bother really engaging our mind there because again we don't want to risk being hurt. But it's not like a decision. We, yeah, we don't really like, choose that. It kind of just happens. Yeah. But I think as we're as we're talking this through, it's kind of I'm realizing oh wow like this actually is a really pre- prevalent
2: prevalent
0: my bad guys um but yeah yeah
2: it's like a base state like this is just like how you how it mm-hmm. is um it's funny because like okay so i was thinking about this recently like how like how do i see it like manifest in my life like how did it start um and then so i had the thought for the like oh this is a good idea and then like this during this past like couple weeks i had to go to urgent care. Hmm. There's a okay, random little story, but it's relevant. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Um, I had to go to urgent care and the guy, the guy who is like, the like, I guess he's like nurse or whatever. He's like, okay, sit on the table and he's like wrapped the little like blood pressure thing around my arm and he's like, you know, checking the blood pressure and count. I don't know how they do it. But he's like, looks at me and he's like, do you run a lot? And I was like, <laughs> do I run a lot? Uh, do, no, Look at me. No, <laughs> like, I don't run a lot. And he was like, oh, okay. like you got a really like low resting heart rate. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm just like super chill all the time, like really relaxed. And then it got me thinking, like, I actually like I feel like that's me, actually. Like I could I always wait until like the last second with things. And like I'm like stress does not start building until it's like this. It's D-Day. Like it's Mm, happening. Like There's no stress until that moment. And so I'm like, oh, like it'll work itself out. And so I think it's kind of like my base state is very like relaxed and like I don't have a lot of like, I don't feel a lot of stress. Um, but then I was like, but how is it like manifested? But I feel like really at the end of the day, like it is, it's like selfishness and mm-hmm. my personal like deep desire for just like comfort and like what's mm-hmm. the most comfortable thing for me to do, which is like bad. It's a bad well, thing. Well, that w- makes me want to ask, so how, how has that affected your marriage? Because I know that.
0: While you can be very calm, I'm, I'm assuming your your spouse Brittany is not that way. Like not not that she's not calm, but meaning like she's she wants to get no. th- she <laughs> no. wants to get things done. Yeah, right. And you're I know mm-hmm. you being the type of like oh it's fuck. I know that yeah. as you're saying that my like, Yep, that's Nick. Like yeah. so, how's that affect you guys?
2: <laughs> no, definitely. Like it, it's the thing is like, and this is like marriage in general. It's caused really good and really difficult things. Yeah. So like just extremes. Yeah. There's like there's times where it causes conflict where Britney has said, Hey, like I need you to do this, like, please. And I'm like, okay, great. And like I just forget about it. And I like I'll maybe remember at some point and be like, i ah, it'll work itself out. Like no stress about it. And then I let it build up to the point where she's like, Hey, like I've asked you to do this, like and it causes a problem. Where other times it's like it's helpful because it really balances out where she feels like she's too much in that direction. I'm like, hey like all right like calm down like I feel like it's marriage is a purifier so it's really helped in some ways but also like it it has provided negative things because it's my like base state right so I I feel like for me I shying away from any responsibility that I have is always going to be not what I'm called to
1: right Mm -hmm. yeah I think also speaking as a married man (laughs) I think a big part of it too is like like, man, maybe I should care about this a little bit more or like, ooh, like, you know, this kind of big deal like really isn't affecting that me that much, but like maybe that's not a good thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe it's not a good thing that I'm not so worried about this thing or that I don't feel so bad for this thing or I'm just not as like empathetic in general. Like I, I can't like connect and sympathize as much as I want to with my spouse, but I think that goes even just for relationships in general. But when you are apathetic, it's just like this disconnect. Like you're kind of at a a very extreme level. It's kind of a blank stare. Like you don't care about anyone at all anymore because you just don't care. And you don't even necessarily care about yourself. And then on the opposite end, like you're so like crazy intent on everything and everyone and everything freaks you out and everything gets you excited. And you're like so out there that, you know, you put yourself out for, for risk and you're kind of a, you make your emotional a liability, but I think the point I wanted to make was I think a lot of men especially maybe wonder like, why don't I care more about this and like, why are not I a f- as a factor? Like, why don't I feel this thing that like I'm supposed to be feeling like, why are not I sad anymore? Why aren't I excited anymore? And I think, I think it comes back to just like this apathetic kind of rabbit hole that people get down.
2: I think it affects their like their view of themselves, their self worth. Cause they'll be like, Oh, they'll feel really apathetic about a variety of things and see someone else like being very, you know, like productive and they're like trying, you know, doing, starting a business and like just doing different things. And they'll just think like, I'm not that. Oh shoot. Okay. I'm not, I'm never going to be like that. And it really affects the way that they view themselves. Um, and obviously in a negative way.
1: Hmm. I was thinking apathy might also have some sort of root in, uh, like a lack of vision and and purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, going back to wild Heart a little bit, but we just did a, the Visioneering review, which this episode will be after the Visioneering review. So we go back and listen to that one. But this whole book is based on this idea of the vision that God has given you for your life and essentially how to craft a vision for your life. And then like making it become a reality and like letting God's vision for you like be something that's real and a real part of your life and like how to do it. But I don't know if a lot of men and especially Christian men have like a real strong, like vision for the life. And one of the things about visioneering was like visioneering is, I think the main three were like inspiration, conviction and like motivation or something like that. Equals. uh, Yeah. Equals visioneering. But I think a big part of it is like, if I don't have like a vision or some sort of purpose that I feel like I have to work towards, then like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Why should I care? Like, what is it to me if this thing doesn't work out or I, this person doesn't like me, or I have this problem in my marriage, if there's no point to it, like if I don't have a vision for what it should be like, then there's no reason to care and like be hurt or feel guilty about it at all. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of, uh, so Psalms 138, thirty-eight eight, mm-hmm. since I'm the designated verse reader <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> says, what is God? Oh, so this is a note I said what is God's attitude towards apathetic um and then Psalms 138 says the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me your steadfast love O Lord endures forever do not forsake the work of your hands and I think a lot of a lot of it like how do you kind of maybe we can get into like how do you rejuvenate maybe some of like or how do you get rid of the apathy what's the opposite of apathy like care yeah compassion empathy um like realize that God does have a vision for your life and does have purpose and does have things that He wants you to accomplish, and like don't forsake His plans for your life and yeah. don't don't forsake the things that He has for you and that you're not doing because you don't care or mm-hmm. because you're trying to shield yourself from from being hurt or taking a risk. Um, but maybe we can move into like I don't know, Nick, for you, like how how you felt like you've overcome some of that apathy.
2: Yeah. Good question. Um, not, not fully. So never fully just, yeah. (laughs) Just as like a context. If anybody knows me and they're like, Oh, Nick's really lazy. (laughs) Um, that (laughs) I feel like I still like obviously don't have it figured out. That's why it came to my mind. Um, but I think that for me personally, like overcoming it, usually like my first thought is like, Oh, tomorrow I just won't be like lazy. I'll just like, okay, tomorrow I need to be more productive. Or I'll try to put, like, roadblocks in my way of, like, usually this, like, small thing is what puts me into a state of, like, being apathetic or being lazy with a specific thing. I'm going to remove that opportunity and put, like, a roadblock in Hmm. instead. And, like, okay, now I have to do this, which will cause me to do, you know. I kind of put, like, physical parameters around my day to try to. And this is more, like, day-to-day, like, productivity. Um, But, yeah. I don't know it's 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 tougher to think like i don't know how like for being a christian right like how do i become not apathetic like in my walk with the lord for me like i haven't Hmm. i feel like i haven't explored that i yeah i haven't explored that idea enough in my mind or like actually like i i feel like i'm very like in routine with how i do it like i read my bible and i pray and i go to church and i serve in these ministries and i'm good like i kind of check the box which is like we talk about that all the time Hmm. type of thing but it's like I feel like there's always areas that I'll feel apathetic in some way that I need to just really focus on and and just grow in.
0: Yeah, ab- about um like how to do away with um like being apathetic towards like the church or like towards, you know, the Lord. Um I was talking about this last night with Connie. Um but I think an easy way to develop a- apathy is when we like pull away. So when we stop, you know, going to our weekly um like home groups or small groups or even Sunday mornings or we stop, you know, those that what may seem small but our like daily routines of praying and reading uh, i think that's like a great way to develop like an apathetic you know mindset or heart t- towards the lord so i would say look, one of the simple answers could be just not doing that and so you know stay committed stay consistent um if you don't want to go to something like do it um i think it's a great way to kind of like fight against um that ap- apathetic uh, spirit rising up in you
2: hmm. yeah it's like a practical application we don't it's hard to talk about practical steps towards that kind of thing but yeah that's I good.
0: T- um uh, Connie was saying she was talking with Mike Van Meter about it, and he, he was saying that for him, like he's decided, uh, when it comes to his ministry, he's decided like his few, whichever whichever ones they are for him, it's uh, Youth Venture and his home group are his two main ministries that no matter what he's not gonna miss. And so, his way of ensuring that is he just simply makes them a priority. So he literally just decides, okay, I'm gonna be at my home group on Wednesdays and my shift for Youth Venture on Mondays, and like that's it. And so nothing comes between that. And so. Uh, it's not that he says yes to everything it's that he's saying yes to those two things. And then means he says no to other stuff. And so rather than like trying to do everything, he's just designated these two things I'm going to do no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that means I say no to other stuff.
1: Yeah. I like that. One of the things that I was thinking about was how, um, apathy sort of like gravitates towards easy things and like convenience and whatever is like most comfortable. So like the opposite of apathy is doing hard things sometimes. So like mm-hmm. just challenging yourself and putting yourself in awkward like positions sometimes, or like having the conversation that you've been putting off or don't want to have, or just like pushing yourself to do things that normally wouldn't maybe normally you wouldn't, uh, like, you know, talk to someone about what you're struggling with, but you know, because you don't want to, because you want to fight against the apathy, then you push yourself and you ask the Lord to help you to go tell someone about, you know, what you're struggling with, or yeah. if it's something that you're doing, like, you know, I feel really apathetic towards, you know, my, my walk with God, maybe it's just having like a hard conversation with God and like, Lord, I'll just admit, like, I am not feeling it. Like, I don't, I don't have a lot of motivation to read my Bible or to pray, or maybe like, I'm just not feeling it, but like, I'm going to face that. I'm going to admit it. And then I'm going to like, ask for help on it. Um, so even just like doing hard things and, and challenging yourself is a, is a big way to fight it. Um, I think another way to, uh, is just to, I don't want to say, I'm trying to I'm trying to think out of how to phrase this right? Cause I don't want to be like super like Joel Sargent, Christian man, like get off your lazy butt and do stuff. But like, tell him Corey, do hard things, Corey, do hard things. I'll just leave it at that because I think if we're called to be leaders and protectors and providers, at some point, you just have to start doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're just gonna like wait to start caring and you're just gonna wait to start like feeling motivated, it's probably never gonna happen. So you just have to decide and and start doing.
0: Yeah, um, a friend of mine was telling me about uh, this like, ex-Navy SEAL guy that wrote some book. I'm not sure who it is. It's not Jocko. But oh, it's not No, Jocko. you thought it was. Your face like, lit yeah, up like, like, Jocko? Are you like, kidding me? It's Jocko Shout out to Jocko. <laughs> um, but, uh, so this guy's whole mantra is like, uh, does this suck? I'm going to do it. Like, so everything mm. he does, he asks the question, like, does this suck? Is this hard? And if the answer is yes, then he does it. And, uh, in, like one of his books, he tells a story that, uh, he once uh, ran a hundred miles in one day <laughs> and it's like, "In," I guess the, what happened was he ended up like something super crazy, like. He was he like was like defecating on himself and like throwing up. He um he broke a ton of bones in his feet because like he just he like ran his body like to like to the extreme. So that's like the far end of what we probably should do. But you have to do that to stop being pathetic. Sorry guys. (laughs) No, but it's just the idea of like, does this suck that I'm gonna do? And that's like his whole his whole like um mantra that he follows. And so I think for us like that's a good thing to ask ourselves. And again, we're not gonna go run 100 miles, but. Like, is this hard? Like, do we want to do it? And if the answer is, like, yes, then we probably, like, should do that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good question to start asking ourselves.
1: Yeah. I was thinking also, um, for me personally, because I've definitely struggled with, like, being apathetic or being lazy or, like, just feeling, like, why do I not care? Like, why do I not feel as much as I should? Or why does it feel like everyone else cares a ton and, like, is very convicted and, like, has vision for life and I don't? And I think especially, like, in high school, that was just a big thing for me of just realizing like, and just asking God, give me more empathy and God give me more care and God give me, um, I can remember specifically like having those moments of conviction from the Lord of, Hey, you definitely need to like, this apathy isn't good for you. It's not getting anywhere. You definitely need to feel more for other people. You definitely need to be more empathetic. Um, and then it was just like, okay, great. Like, you know, help me give it to me. Like, give me more empathy. Like, let me, feel the empathy that you have for other people and like work through me. And then I think over time that definitely, you know, I can remember like that gave me the courage to go start praying for people and to get involved in leadership at the church. And they gave me empathy to like really actually sympathize what people are going through. And it's not going to be like an immediate change, but, Uh, So it's not going to be like a snap of the fingers kind of thing that happens overnight, but as you continue to ask the Lord for empathy and for sympathy for other people, and he's going to give you that compassion, then you can trust that it is going to happen, that the apathy is going to dissipate and you're going to have the empathy of the Lord and really be able to care and embrace the vision and, and conviction that he has for you. So um, Nick, maybe just to wrap up, do you want to read uh, that revelation verse and talk about a little bit?
2: Yeah. um, When I was just kind of like, doing some, like, thinking about this topic and doing a little bit of biblical research, I guess. Um, this is a verse that I came across. It's a fairly popular verse, so I'm sure m- many of you have heard it. But it's Revelation three fifteen through 16. It says, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you uh, were either cold or, or hot. That's such a weird phrasing. Um, <laughs> so because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Um, so it's just basically like the Lord saying i would rather you be cold than lukewarm um, which is just kind of like a powerful like a powerful way of thinking about it and it really like puts perspective on the idea of apathy and Mm -hmm. being lukewarm
1: yeah i think that's a good point like it's better to be like i don't know maybe this is a little out of context but i feel like the lord's almost saying like it's better to care a lot about the wrong things than it is to not care at all yeah so be hot or cold but like don't be lukewarm don't just coast and be sympathetic and not care about the things you're doing, but, and whatever you do have conviction and have Mm -hmm. care and have empathy for what you're doing and, um, and not be apathetic. Would you agree? I do. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, you can let us know what you think by leaving us a five star, preferably six star rating on iTunes. (laughs) If you can figure out how to do it. If you can, (laughs) we're, we're petitioning iTunes right now. Um, but we need those five star in order to ask for the six star, so give us a five star rating on iTunes. You can follow us, check us out on uh on the web on cultivatingcube.com. dot com You can find us um other blog posts and online community and other good stuff there. We're
0: just still the show right now, just like <laughs> getting the game coach <laughs> uh, yeah I'll put you in cool. where, where should I pick up on
1: um on patreon pick patreon on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. uh yeah, please like and follow us on all forms of social media. Especially Instagram. Preferably the IG, what up. Um <laughs> join our Facebook community, our Facebook page. Um we don't often talk about that, but join that. Other than that, I think we are ready to rock. All right. Boom, thanks, boom, Nick.
2: Boom, boom.
1: No, I can't boom, start the music boom, until
2: boom, boom, boom. Okay.